episode of Crime Travel with Kelly Amstutz, the genealogy investigator. I'm super excited for you guys to join me tonight. Um, I have a great story about um, one of the oldest um, conductors. His body was actually found on the track, so I'm calling this one found on the track dead. Um, and this story takes us back to 1899. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Um, this is episode 14 for us, so congratulations. Um, I'm super excited that we've done 14 episodes so far, and this one's sure to not disappoint. Um, as usual, if we have younger audience members listening, just make sure, parents, that you are uh, doing a quick tweet before you let them listen. I know that the articles are a lot more uncensored than they are in today's day and age, so I just don't want anything to be censored. So um, our first story that I found on this case comes out of Fulton County Expositor. Um, sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> For some reason, I just cannot talk when I get on the podcast. Anyways, it's from the 20th of April, 1899. Um, it appeared in page 5. And the headlines read, Killed at Airline Junction. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump right in. The body of M.J. Grogan, conductor on the local, was found dead at the Airline Junction early Tuesday morning. The following regarding the death of Mr. Grogan we clipped from the Toledo Blade. Um, so the article goes on, conductor Michael J. Grogan, one of the most popular trainmen on the lakeshore, was killed at Airline Junction last night. Just how the death occurred will probably never be known. Some think he was run down by a train, while others think um, in indications point to murder. Mr. Grogan was called to take out the train um, number 81 at 1230 and had evidently started up the tracks for his work when he was killed. Engineer Utakot found the body and reported the news to Night Yard Master Leonard. The body was found lying near the Swan Creek Bridge east of the junction. Both legs were cut off and he was otherwise badly mangled. A deep gash in his head showed that death had almost been um, instantaneous. This gash on the head leads some to think that he was assaulted and then murdered with a couple coupling pin and then the body put on the tracks to hide the evidence of the crime. So there's a lot of speculation going on here which is so interesting back in 1899. Another indication that points to murder is the fact that only 25 cents was found on his person as he usually carries from $15 to $20 with him. This is looked on with suspicion. His watch chain had also been torn from his watch and the timepiece lay on the ground near the body. It, is not stopped, um, it had not stopped running when it was found. Engineer Etikot, who found the body, said that just before he got to the spot where it lay, he saw a rough-looking man coming out from behind a shanty. The engineer drew a revolver, whereupon the man slipped away. After the incident, the body was brought on a train from Junction to the Union Depot and, by order of the coroner, taken charge of by an under. Mr. Grogan was 48 years of age and had been in the employ of Lakeshore Railroad since 1869 and was one of the most popular men on the road. He was a nephew of Mrs. William Drennan, living west of Toledo, Ohio. Mrs. Drennan, accompanied by her son James, left for Toledo Tuesday afternoon to attend the funeral service. 
Um, so we are already uncovering such great details. There's a lot of speculation going on by the people that are on the railroad as well as um, the investigators that are looking into this case, especially with seeing the man by the shanty. I mean, that's kind of telling right there. So I found another article. It was in the Esterville Daily News on the 27th of April, 1899, um, which is Thursday, and it was on page 12, so it was kind of farther back into the newspaper. Um, but it says, maybe a murder mystery, Pluto, Ohio, M.J. Grogan, one of the oldest conductors on the lake shore, was found dead on the track shortly before his train was to leave. It was supposed then that he had been run down by a train, but peculiar gashes on the head and the loss of a considerable sum of money led the detectives to believe that he was murdered. Witnesses saw a tramp near the place, and the case is being worked upon as a murder mystery. Um, so, both stories are kind of interesting. Um, I found just a couple more. They were pretty much the same. Um, as we said in the very beginning, this might be one of those crimes that just never really solved. And I think that they just couldn't solve it. Um, I looked and looked and looked and was unable to find anything to say what exactly happened. So I'm going to take a quick break. And I do have another story for us tonight, um, just because we didn't really get anywhere with this story. But it is pretty interesting. It is in, at the Airline Junction in the south end of Toledo, Ohio. Um, so some of you might be familiar with that area. I know I grew up around that area. So for me, I was kind of picturing exactly where this would have happened at. Um, you know, given it wasn't 1899, but the circumstances are kind of sketchy. So we'll take a quick break and I'll be right back with you guys. Are you a hobby genealogist that's been thinking about starting your own professional genealogy business? Do you have such a passion for research and history that you think that living the life of a history detective would be amazing? Do you want freedom in life with financial rewards all while doing something that you love? I get it. This is my life. I felt like I was meant for something so much more. I started my family tree journey as a hobby genealogist way back in about 2001, and the bug has never left me. It wasn't until I sat down and really had a heart-to-heart -heart with myself, I threw some spaghetti at the wall, not literally, trying to think about where my passion lied. That's when I decided to level up my life, and I've never looked back. I started learning about my craft. I started digging into my own family history and applying new skills to test how well they work. I quit my corporate job and started declaring myself as a professional genealogist. I think my poor husband thought I had lost my mind. But I knew something had to change. I needed to be here for my kids. I needed to see my husband every day, not just on the weekends. We have crazy schedules. And I needed to do something that I was truly passionate about, something that was financially rewarding, something that is ever-changing and will engage me with each twist and turn. I literally jumped all in. Then, as I started working, the teacher in me started to poke around, and I created a certificate course to share with others who were just like me. Wanted to take this idea of genealogy and go all in. 
to be a professional genealogist and run a successful business. My course is everything from A to Z in an affordable package to take you from hobby genealogist to professional genealogist. I hunt dead people for a living. And starting a genealogy business is the cheapest business that you can start because you can run your business right out of your own home office. How great is that? If you're interested, please visit my website, thegenealogyinvestigator.com, and follow the link to my courses. I have great specials going on too, and if you're interested, just give me an email, metaphysichealth at gmail.com. All the details are on my website. Be sure to check it out. our first case this evening and um, although we didn't get to the bottom of the case we did learn about the, one of the oldest train conductors and his terrible um, or suspected murder right so my next story is um, titled both missing murder field feared um, and it's out of the times leader from the 4th of September, 1895. It's a Wednesday, and this actually made front page. This was on page one. And the headline reads, Both Missing Murder Feared. So Toledo House, September 3rd, we have uh, Mr. Fred J. Smith of West Toledo and his wife, Minnie. They're missing from their home in Toledo, Ohio. And the police don't know what's going on, but they think that Mrs. Smith has been murdered. Her husband is the suspect, um, obviously because time um, they're both missing and there's some speculation going on as to why they even believe that Mrs. Smith has been murdered. Um, examination of the house that they occupied showed numerous marks made evidently by an axe and some apparent blood marks were also found. So that is our evidence right there. Um, there is nothing more on the story but it's fascinating. I'm going to do a little bit more digging. So like I always say, please be sure to check out the blog because you never know what I'm going to uncover. Um, so that's it for us for tonight. Like I said, I try to keep these pretty short and sweet. Um, but I love getting these old news articles back in circulation just because they are fascinating. And for all of us to kind of see the uncensorship and to know that these kinds of things were prevalent during this time. Um, so that's all for tonight. Thank you so much for your support. If you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out. And until next time. <laughs>